Hey there, welcome to the audio version of our third live video podcast. It starts with a film featuring Toby Weiser, who meets GS legends Laszlo Kovacs and Hubert Oriol before BMW Group Classics Benny Voss joins. Don't worry, we've translated the German bits for you. Then we chat with Ralph, Sean and Jocelyn about the 40 years GS bikes that were unveiled live on the podcast and the other GSs that changed their lives. Here's Toby. I'm actually a late starter on the motorbike. I started with the age of 26. And my friend Norbert brought me to the bike. And he forced me really, sit on the bike, try, sit on the bike. And I said, okay, no, 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 I'm not the guy for the motorbike. You know what? The magic happened. Afterwards, I bought an R1200GS back in 2006, I think. Later on, my old schoolmate Roman bought a GS and he was into the family. So Roman, Norbert and me, we were on tour together. What I really love about the community is that it's not about winning or being first. It's about being together, riding together and spending time together. Now I work as a BMW instructor, as a GS marshal, and I can pass on things to other guys that just started being into the community. Hey, I'm Toby, and this is the story of a legend. One of these legends is Laszlo Perez, who is so deep into the bikes, like maybe nobody else, who's one of the creators of the R80GS, and he's still working on bikes day in and day out. I'm still working on my motorbike every day. I still enjoy it. And technically, there's always something to improve. And that is why I'm still engaged with blood, sweat and tears. I've always had good ideas. And I've continued to further develop the bikes year after year in order to be ready to compete with my gear. I've worked in development for 37 years. And looking back, I've realized that during those 37 years, there wasn't a single day I was reluctant to go to work. I had an amazing job with great colleagues. The whole environment was just, I think, there was just no equivalent to it. After quitting enduro competitions, BMW intensified its activities in the rally scene. And with Hubert Oriol, they achieved their first triumphs at the Dakar rally and continued to do so for several years. You know, the very extraordinary story about the Dakar is that we had a passion. The passion for me was to go to Dakar on a bike. And everybody was there inventing the story. Sabine organizing the race and us making a team with a new factory BMW. Now people are still buying a GS because they are buying a part of the adventure. And that's extraordinary because 40 years later, the GS is still there. I know Hubert from his stories. I haven't met him in person. I just met Laszlo. And it's a big benefit of my history or my job to know their stories and then afterwards meeting them and said, hey, that's the guy I read the stories about. And this is why I think it's a perfect job for me, being able to put even more feelings and more emotions to their stories and to tell them to others. And then the second gen, of GS, the R100GS, got an increase of capacity, which made it then the most powerful enduro in its time. 
Besides various other changes they made, there was one small change. They just left out the slash between the G and the S. Before it was only Geländestraße, and now it could be as well interpreted as Geländesport, which is quite a good fit as well. From the design, they also introduced a new color scheme, which was black and yellow, and that separated it from the first gen, who was mostly known for the white tank and the red bench. While other colors were there as well, black and yellow is one of my favorite, because it's my favorite soccer team. So in the 90s, BMW recognized the demand for smaller GSs. So while having introduced the R65 GS in the 80s, which was not a great success, they decided in the 90s to have GSs with single-cylinder or uh, inline two-cylinder engines, which then at the end turned out to be a great success and still are. After my first challenge in 2009, there were a few guys using the HP2 Enduro. They were always the guys in the front ranking. Over the last years, I collected so many bikes but this one is still my favorite. Being a legend for me means something that others look up to and can trust in. And that over the last centuries, it's a bike for everybody and for every generation. Hey guys! You remember the black and yellow bikes that Benny was talking about earlier this day? We've got new ones that you might not know yet. Enjoy! Adventure starts when I jump on my GS, leaving the garage and being out with the evenings on the campfire together with the friends, the smell of the fire. Laszlo, Benny, Norbert, Roman and all the guys meeting on the GS challenge, on the GS trophy, all the marshals, all the friends are part of the community and it grows every day. This is my story of a legend. So that was the movie. By the way, you can watch it in full on BMW Motorrad's YouTube channel if you wish. And now we go straight across to the live podcast, where special guests including Ralph, Sean and Jocelyn are waiting in Europe and the USA. Enjoy. Welcome to another live episode of Ride and Talk, everybody. I'm Andy Jukes, and that was some film, wasn't it? Lots of powerful memories and great to see the old footage of Laszlo on the R80 GS. And Hubert, of course, powering past the competition on his way to victory at the Dakar Rally. You'll be pleased to know there's more where that came from. 40 years worth, in fact. Great to see Toby hosting there, too. He's also a legend, in my opinion. He's too modest to say, of course. But he was part of the team that won the International GS Trophy way back in 2012. Toby teased us there with a sneak preview of some very special anniversary GS bikes coming our way. And I know you want to take a closer look at them. 
So I just wanted to let you know that we've got one of our mobile cameras dedicated to those new 40 years GS models that were quietly unveiled in that film. So if there's anything you want to see close up, such as maybe the cool wheel rims, hangars, logos, paintwork, clocks, bars, whatever, we can do this for you. Just post us a comment. We'll do our best to show you the details of exactly what you want to see. So why not get posting right away while I introduce the first of several special guests we've got on the live podcast today. I'm delighted to welcome BMW Motorrad's Head of Marketing and Product Management, Dr. Ralph Rodapeter. Thanks for joining us, Ralph. Hello, Andy. Good to see you. Yeah, nice to see you again. Well, 40 years of GS. What a milestone, eh, Ralph? This model series has been around longer than you or I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> All right, seriously though, it's great to see that short film with Laszlo, Toby and friends just now, because this is an iconic motorcycle series with a lot of special moments behind it. It's hard to imagine a more important model in the brand's history, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And also for me personally, I, I became 18 in the year 83, which is a legal age where you can start motorcycling in Germany. And I had a big poster in my sleeping room of the GS that just came out, uh, the R80 G slash S there. So it was a dream bike from the beginning for me. Yeah, and there are, of course, so many stories to tell from the brand's past and all of our experiences in that, of course. But let's concentrate on the present for the moment. Can you tell us a little bit more about these 40 years GS special edition models, Ralph? Yes, if you've, as you have already seen, it is mainly the color scheme, of course. Um, and if we look at the F850 GS here that we just see in the, uh, in the picture, uh, it is a yellow handlebars or the yellow handle, uh, hand protectors. It's a golden rims. Of course, the TFT display is there um, and a special color of the, of the seat. And, of course, all the standard equipment, uh, which is in the F850 uh, GS. Yeah, those color schemes look awesome, don't they? I mean, they bring back memories to me and, and many others watching, I'm sure, the fantastic International GS Trophy event earlier this year in New Zealand. I guess the similarity to those trophy bikes is intentional, isn't it, Ralph? You're absolutely right, yeah. Uh, we choose also black and yellow for the... Um, for all the stuff that we had in, uh, down in, in New Zealand. Uh, of course, um, our suits, our helmets, gloves, all the T-shirts and all this stuff. And so we were following very much and preparing already the 40 years of GS celebration this year. Yeah, these colors, they also remind me of another GS from the past. What was it called again? Was it the, it was a bumblebee, wasn't it? It was a bumblebee, yeah. And, and the color scheme make you remember of a bumblebee. Yeah, and I think you also rode one of those old Bumblebee bikes back in New Zealand for a while, and I think that was great. But of course, these new bikes look absolutely fantastic. I just wish I could just get closer to them and touch them rather than being a couple of hundred miles away. But when can fans see them in dealers and, and maybe test ride one of them as well? Yeah, it's only a couple of weeks. So in the beginning of September, you find them at, the, at our dealerships uh, worldwide. And we start there with the promoting the bikes at the dealers and selling them also to our customers, of course. Ah, oh, superb. I'm sure they're going to be an actually huge hit and not too long to wait. I know some people will maybe thinking of buying them as collector's items, but I think most fans will just want to ride them, you know, hard and fast and maybe even use them to try and qualify for a future international GS trophy on. Now, there's a thought. Speaking of which, Ralph, I'd like to bring along two more of our guests into the podcast, both of whom you know very well from the GS scene. So 
If we can, let's have a quick look at them hard at work. Hello and welcome to the BMW Motorrad International GS Trophy 2020 here in New Zealand. I'm Sean Thomas. And I'm Jocelyn Snow. And we will be your presenters for this unique and exciting event. The competitors have arrived. And in just moments, the doors will open and they will rush out to locate their machines. This is so exciting and it's really the best kickoff. Ah, oh, they make it look so easy, don't they? Absolutely brilliant. Well, joining us direct from Colorado and the backcountry of Idaho. I know that it looks like exactly the same sky in a similar mountain range, but I promise you they are not together. They're two fantastic GS riders. They're both wonderful brand ambassadors and just great people to be around. Welcome, Sean Thomas and Jocelyn Snow. Thank hey, you. Hey, how you doing? I don't think I'm doing as well as you right now. That's a, a very nice background, but lovely to see you both again. And, and sorry for getting you up so early, because it is early over there, and I know it's not the first <laughs> time I've done this to you both, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, cast your minds back. The last time we were all together in New Zealand was back in February at the International GS Trophy, of course. It was great to see that clip there just now. But it seems like a lifetime ago already, doesn't it, Jocelyn? It does, it does, and to watch that clip just brings all those amazing memories back. I, I wish I could go back and, and do it all over again. That was for sure quite the experience. Well, you'll be familiar faces to many watching this uh, live podcast as you both did a great job as hosts for those daily highlight movies where you kept hundreds of thousands of us entertained with all the excitement at the trophy. Sean, will you ever forget that experience? <laughs> that was definitely a unique experience. It was really exciting to have a chance to be one of the voices internationally for the trophy. It's something that I've, I've always aspired to, and it's, a, it's an event that I've loved since its inception. So it was really, really cool. Yeah, I, I imagine it was quite a different experience from actually being a competitor like you were in 2018, Jocelyn. Yes, no kidding. I'll tell you, it was amazing to be a competitor and to work with my team, uh, memories that will last a lifetime. But to go back... Uh, as a, as a co-host, it, it was nice because I didn't have all the pressure of the competition. Um, but it was similar also in a way where I just got to meet all these amazing new people sharing the same passion that I do. So I was so fortunate to be able to do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time, that's for sure. But anyway, back to the here and now. Because have you, I'm not sure if you can see them from when you are, but if you can, have you checked out those new 40 years GS models via our camera in Munich? They're thousands of miles away from you, of course, but so close you could almost touch them. Don't they look amazing? They yeah, definitely. The only bad beautiful. side of those is that they're so far away right now. <laughs> <laughs> Too far away. <laughs> I got a trail I could take one on right now. <laughs> I'd love to come get yeah, one. Yeah, I've got the matching jacket. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> It looks good, doesn't it? Do those colors remind you of your trophy bikes as well from a few months ago? Jocelyn. They sure do. <laughs> yeah, the black and the gold. You know, as soon as I saw the new bikes, I'm like, oh, that looks so familiar. <laughs> That's perfect colors. Mm. I love it. I can't wait to get my hands on one of those. Now, I've got to ask you both something, because you've both owned and ridden many GS bikes over the years, and, and you probably still have a few of them in your garages as well. But I'm interested to know which model has a particularly special place in your hearts. Sean, why don't you go first? Oh, man, that's a tough one. You know, in 2006, I bought um, a GS 1200, and 
Um, that was the bike that really made me feel like this was the lifestyle for me. And, and, uh, I, I never really thought that I'd ever be able to outdo it. I thought, you know, this is the pinnacle of the GS and this is as good as it's ever going to be. And, and, and unfortunately for my wallet, they just kept getting better and better and better. <laughs> so I do still have a special place in my heart for the 06, but the 1250 reigns supreme. What about you, Justin? What about you? Well, I'm going to kind of echo Sean's response because it was almost the same story. Um, you know, when I first purchased uh, my 1200 GS Adventure, I thought, there's not going to be another bike better than this. And like he said, they did keep getting better. I just recently picked up my 2020 1250 GS. And uh, whoo, <laughs> I don't think it could get any better. But this one, this one's just for me. I'm enjoying every minute of it. Uh, lucky you. I'm going to bring Ralph back into the conversation now because the first time I met you, Ralph, was in 2012 in Patagonia and you were riding that entire GS Trophy South America on a 1984 GS Paris Dakar. I think we might have a short film clip of it that I, I actually shot this with my old camera standing there freezing my feet off in an icy water crossing. So I hope you appreciate that, Ralph. But, you know, for me, it was cool to see it being used on the dirt and through those many water crossings up in the mountains and just thousands and thousands of kilometers of gravel rather than being on display in the BMW Museum, of course. But of all the GSs you've ridden, which one stands out the most, Ralph? I think the one I was riding in, in Patagonia in 2012, that was really the journey of my life that changed my life. Um, being part of the GS Trophy, of course, out of competition with the with more than 30-year-old bike, but that was so great to experience the spirit of a GS trophy and different country, different people from all over the world. And that changed really my life. And it is, yeah, that is still the, the days I'm still dreaming of, even after being also in Canada or in New Zealand for the GS trophy. That was the absolutely outstanding there in, uh, in Patagonia to ride with the R80 G slash S. Um, that was really the, the one I, I still have the, the deepest in my heart. But also this year um, with the F850 uh, GS, I think we were all surprised, oh, not really surprised, I wrote them before, but um, also the participants were very much surprised how well that bike did in the, in the terrain of uh, New Zealand. It was really the perfect bike because it is even a little bit more uh, capable for, for off-road off -road because of the 19-inch wheel and um, longer suspension. So I think that was a perfect bike for the, for the trophy in, in February this year. Yeah, I mean, there, there are loads of special GS bikes out there, of course, aren't there, Ralph? But it's also the riders and the ambassadors like Sean and Jocelyn that really make this community so, so unique, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that is, all, for all of us, it's, a, it's the best thing in, in the GS community that you meet people everywhere in the world. And if you share your passion for a GS, you have already something to talk about and, and you are already part of a community just because of a bike. Hey, you own a bike or you ride a bike and you're part of a community and you meet people from everywhere. And it doesn't matter from where in the world they are coming. They always share a story or a tool or a part, whatever. That is the coolest thing with the GSs. Yeah, absolutely. And now, of course, we're all together celebrating 40 years of GS in 2020. And, of course, there aren't many other model series that have been around for the best part of all of our lives. So I'm going to now ask each of our participants how the GS has personally changed their life and what the spirit of GS means to them. 
And while Jocelyn, Sean and Ralph are answering, we're going to show you watching some of the comments we received from our community to what the spirit of GS means to them. So enjoy if you've posted and look out for your name up there. So let's start with you, Jocelyn. How has the GS changed your life? Well, when I first purchased my GS, uh, that was about three and a half years ago. And from the moment I rolled that thing out of the showroom, my life changed. It was at that moment I started to make the rest of my life the best of my life. From there, I took a long trip, really got the bug for adventure riding. And then two months later, immediately into the GS Trophy qualifiers, I found myself in South Africa competing uh, and then making the team and off to Mongolia and enjoying. That was just amazing countryside and to meet all these competitors from all around the world and ride with them it was phenomenal and you know now then from there let's go to New Zealand to be invited as as one of the hosts that was that was quite an experience and since then all these amazing things have happened and companies have invited me to lead tours all over the world and I, I've now had several GS bikes and uh, I ride them all over the place. Most importantly, though, I've made friends, and it's it, it, the GS has opened me up to a huge community of adventure riders. And I mean, I can really say that I have friends all over the world. And it's so contrast to just three and a half years ago, where my life was, oh, go to work during the week and ride a dirt bike on the weekend. It was it was just a pretty pretty regular life and uh no i i can say i i absolutely cannot imagine my life without a gs it's i think it's called people. living the dream it's living the dream you got it <laughs> yeah I, I think there's a lot of jealous people out there jocelyn that's for sure so uh, well she's a hard act to follow isn't she sean but what does it mean to you how's the gs changed your life <laughs> you know i i think that um Everybody that's watching this right now can relate to the need to escape. We need to be able to step away from the world around us that is our normal way of life. If we need to get out and breathe fresh air and, and challenge ourselves and, and face fear and, and meet friends and let people find different ways to do that. And, and good for you if you can play golf and find that. That is, for me, <laughs> adventure riding is the connection that, um, that draws me in and, and that refreshes me and rejuvenates me. Um, it came to me at a time when I needed an escape. I needed a way to um, to clear my head and, and focus on what's important to me in my life. And, and, and I love it because it's such an intense challenge to ride a GS, but something that's very achievable for anybody. Um, if you just ride on a dirt parking lot to go to your favorite coffee shop, or if you're riding mountain pass like the one behind us which is some of the most intense riding that i've ever done it is rewarding for all of us we can come home at the end of the day and we can meet with our friends and relive the experience and and that to me is it's what life is it is the most important thing that we can do for ourselves and that's that's what it's given me and i i love every minute on a bike yeah, and you're not going to get that on the golf course, are you, Sean? That's for sure. <laughs> Finally, how about you, Ralph? Not the I way I go. How about you, Ralph? What does the GS, uh, how has it changed your life? What does it mean to you? 
I said before, it was really the, the GS riding in Patagonia in 2012 on the, on the trophy with the, with the veteran one uh, that changed very much of my life. But also today, it is such a, as Sean said, it is such a normal part of my life. I'm riding the GS every morning to work and back. And so even if a very hectical work or week, it is this 10 minutes or 15 minutes for me under the helmets, no phone calls, nobody else, just the GS and I. Um, and that is great. That is just great to have these 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening quietness. Yeah, absolutely. And just fantastic to see all of those comments, you know, popping up there on the screen. It just shows just how much it means to so many people. So thank you, guys. So thank you so much for being all of our guests today. It's, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I'm really looking forward to when we arrive together again. Thanks for coming too, on the podcast. Friend. Before we go, though, I think we've got time to squeeze in a quick hello and goodbye to a couple more guests. So uh, let's see if we can see you in the other camera. I recognize a couple of faces there. It's top photographer Vanessa Blankenagel and Sergio Fossa. He's the product manager of these stunning 40 years GS bikes, by the way. Hey, guys, what are you both up to? You look like you're going on an adventure somewhere. Yeah, hi, Andy. Hi, everybody watching from all over the world. We are here together today. And uh, Vanessa is addicted for motorcycles, for motorrad, and also for GS, and is also a photographer. And we also uh, have the opportunity to take the bikes today for a ride and produce some content, some material. So stay tuned to see what's going on. Go for it. Lucky you. Yeah, I think Andy Reid, uh, up on your screen there, put it perfectly. Jealous. That's all you need to think about and all you need to say, isn't it? Lucky them. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to the next episode now, that's for sure. And there you have it. Like I said at the beginning, there's going to be lots more to come this year as we all celebrate 40 years of GS together. And by the way, if you're hungry for even more GS content, check out our Ride and Talk audio podcasts where more than just a few GS legends have already stopped by for a chat. So if you want to listen to the likes of Sam Manicom, Tiffany Coates, Dylan Wickramer, Elspeth Beard, Stephanie Rowe, Rolf Langer, Rosie Gabrielle, and many more talk about how BMW bikes help them live a life of adventure, then just search Ride and Talk from wherever you get your podcasts from. Perhaps you'll be inspired to plan your own adventure of a lifetime. Who knows? Thanks for watching today. And please do make sure you check for the next live episode. Until then, please take care out there. Bye for now.